Welcome to another episode of Just the Headers, uh, where we give you guys the headlines uh, in in the crypto crypto sphere, in the, in the ecosystem, uh, whatever you want to call it, cryptocurrency, blockchain, distributed ledger technology. I've noticed you have to have a, a pretty buttoned up shirt to even say distributed letter ledger technology. Like I've noticed that, but anyways, um, crypto is <laughs> a thing. And we talk about the headlines because there's lots of them, right, Jesse? Yep, tons. Whole heap and helping. Um, yeah, and today we have a special guest, uh, third time, third time's a charm guest coming at us <laughs> all the way from Texas. The man, the myth, the legend, the racially ambiguous superhero himself, Mr. Marcello. How are you? It's the boy you love to hate. I'm here to ruin your show. <laughs> 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 so there's a backstory to that right like do we tell them the backstory yeah someone le- someone left a one-star review on itunes and said that I, i'm the worst part of the show when i'm like never here yeah uh, no no, no. When I, that was the five-star review the five-star review was hey love everything you guys have done especially just the headers in all caps he put it in all caps but that marcello guy is the worst that's what, it, that's what it said and you've been on two out of 27 shows now yeah and then, and then like one the one time i was on there i wasn't even paying attention so it's like really truly i was on for like one and a half times <laughs> but i'm here i'm focused and i'm in it right. by the way jesse they said that uh sometimes you don't know what you're talking about and you have like a master's in electrical engineering you're probably way smarter than that guy damn yeah he said he's this is what that one said this was the four star review it said um he loves he loves me because i'm jovial and then he said he feels like half the episode i'm explaining things to you jesse and i'm like that's not true that's not even remotely true and then he called you he said that you were special in a mental way (laughs) yeah and Sorry. I was like, that's like so far from the truth, but wow, it's, I guess it's what people enjoy. It for the jugular. Anyway, <laughs> before, okay, so we didn't explain. The show, we give you guys the headlines. We did explain that. Uh, Jesse, how was your week? It's been good. Yours? Okay. Marcello, how was your week? It's been a week. Nice. It's been a great week. For me as well. Um, okay, week. I'm, co- I'm still coming off that cold I had last week. So, anyways, we're going to jump right into it. First headline from last weekend, which would have been October 13th. Oh, oh wait. Sorry. I don't mean to throw you off your rhythm, man, but can I can I plug what we're going to be this weekend? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug that shit. Because Just the Headers is like a really popular show on our network. So, I just, I just want to say that. Uh, a few shows from the network are going to be at the Crypto Invest Summit, October 22nd through the 24th. 
And if you want tickets, use TBP30 to get 30% off your tickets. We're going to have a booth right next to Bloomberg and Fox News. And uh, just come out and meet, meet us and say hi. None of us are going to be there, but other people from the show will be there. So that's well, cool. Bye, John Lucian, Amy, um, Lyndon, oh. the crypto bully, yep. and Q Harrison, somebody who doesn't have a show, but a friend of the network, he'll be there. And we'll have a booth right in between CNBC and Fox. <laughs> that's kind of bonk. Wait, Jesse, why are you laughing? What? Wait, what? No, I'm laughing because you're laughing, not uh, because it's Fox and CNN <laughs> or laughing. CNBC. You're laughing with us. Yeah. yeah. But we're in the suck. We're going to be there. And then, uh, so that's a good time. All right. Just yep. the headers. All right, let's get into it. So the first headline last week, October 13th. So we're going to do last weekend and then jump into the week. And it is a Coindesk special. <clears throat> it's loading up. Ethereum's Constantinople upgrade stalls on the test network. Ooh, not so good. So this is uh, written by Christine Kim. It has 35 Reddit numbers. I don't know how many tweets. No Facebook numbers, no Google Plus numbers. They really need to get rid of that bar because Google Plus just got discontinued, uh, which sucks for Google. But I don't know why they even thought that was a good idea. Their timing is way off on that. You, you think there's anybody out there that's saying, hey, man, I was an early adopter of Google Plus. You think they're bragging about that? I think they were. And I think that maybe they still are. They're like, mm, look at my circles. Yeah, I was on look that. Look how many circles you. I have. <laughs> I used Google Plus for one day in my life, and I was like, this is so whack. I'm going right back to Facebook. Anyways, um, whoa, I see this ad. Virtual currency is happening on eBay. Weird. Anyways, so let's go into the article. Ethereum's main test network, which is Robston or Robstein, I've seen, I've heard it pronounced two ways. It's currently at a standstill. Uh, code for Ethereum's up, upcoming hard fork dubbed Constantinople, which is pretty noble, uh, was set to activate on uh, Robstein at block number 4,230,000. However, according to blockchain explorer sites such as Etherscan and BlockScout, the current Robstein network is stalled at block 4,299,999. Uh, Afri, <laughs> Afri Shadon, a release manager for the Ethereum client parity, explained that the issue stems from a lack of miners on the ROPS network to push the newly upgraded blockchain forward, he wrote in a public Gitter channel. So, ooh, that's interesting. And this article's already outdated, man. Huh? Yeah, it was last, last Saturday. No, um, uh, new discrepancies are occurring between Geth and Parity, so they keep getting fixed faster than new articles can be written. So this, it's all, it's like old news. Are we supposed to tell the audience it's old news, or? I, I, I'm new to the show. My bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's doing. Shit, the magic is lost. Hey, this space moves fast, man. So the space does okay. Here's a let's go ahead and electric slide out of that awkward situation. Um, this space moves really fast. So if you listen to just the headers every week and there's things you didn't know happened, the chances are something has been developed since 
that made it moot. But news happens fast, and you can't stay on top of it every day. That's why we have the show. So there you go. Thanks, Cello. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the next article from last weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. This was funny, man. So I'd stayed out of this drama. I didn't even comment on it, but apparently this guy named Noriel Rabini uh was like, I'm fucking gonna destroy every blockchain enthusiast soul today or this week. And he went on and on and on. So he went to the Senate and talked about how terrible blockchain is and cryptocurrencies are and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to go into that. Um, This has 9,214 total views, 351 shares. Uh, This is a Cointelegraph special. Cointelegraph has a lot of ads for some sketchy shit. Hey, somebody's asking about Ethereum in the chat. They are? Yeah. Juan is asking. What do they ask? I haven't been keeping up with Ethereum. Is POS near? No. All right. So <laughs> it's it's not one. Uh, it's maybe a year or two before they get it all figured out. But it's gonna be. Here's me putting on my Negro Damas cap. It's gonna be a, a hybrid proof of stake, proof of work, where this is. Maybe I'm looking too far into the future. Proof of stake will be a layer involved on one of the layers of proof of work. Uh, Because proof of stake is just, I'm going to make a lot of people sad about this, not trustable at scale. Don't sell, though. Don't sell. Huh? He's asking if he should sell. Don't sell. Oh, he's asking if he should sell? Yeah. And so I should sell those damn things. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Well, it all depends on when you bought them. So that's another conversation, Juan. You should join the Slack at the Bitcoin Podcast.com. Sorry, yeah. I'm drinking. Go the to the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Pies. <laughs> the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Podcast.com. Okay. So, but what are we talking about? Um, Noriel Rubini. Normally, there's a very limited room for drawing legitimate comparisons between a Senate hearing and a mixed martial arts fight. Yet the hearing entitled Exploring the Cryptocurrency and Blockchain. Who's this written by? Oh, Kirill Brianov. This is a new author, Jesse. This guy's new. Mm. This, okay. this, this sounds, so, sounds so lofty. He's new. He's got ambition, baby. He's going to work his way from the bottom journalist to the fucking top editor. Uh, two witnesses were brought to testify on issues and promises of Crypto stood by polarizing views on the subject matter, albeit they express these views with varying intensity. So um, they're calling this um, Nubini guy. What's his name? Norel Rubini. I kind of like Nubini. Um, they're calling him Dr. Doom. Um, I'm going to try to grab a quote from Rubini's testimony. So here's the first paragraph of Rubini's testimony. In his speech, the New York University professor followed rather closely the rambling argument presented in his 30-page written statement. Wow. In addition to a constellation of derogatory terms, it's quite likely that for many senators, this became the first encounter with terms like shitcoin. Uh, <laughs> Rubini developed several central talking points that he would reiterate dogmatically throughout his testimony and on to the Q&A session. He argued that whole crypto asset class is imploding. 
now, following the steep decline of prices compared to late 2017 and educated senators on the study the, that identified 80% of initial coin offerings in the same year as scams, he added that digital assets are useless as currency since they are unable to serve as a unit of account and means of payment or store value. Um, what? Oh, now I'm upset like everyone else with the crypto community. I looked up this Kirill guy. What he's, a pol- he's a political science major. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Who? The guy who wrote this article. Do you have to know what you're talking about to write an article? You have to focus on the content. I don't know. It just seems like you guys are covering so many articles you know like when a new author is hitting the scene. So I just wanted to see if he was credible. Oh, that good looking out. We we just haven't heard that name before. He's new. Um Yeah, I don't I mean, but he's talking about ICOs, he's talking about scaling, he's talking about security, he's talking about uh gender gaps, like KYC standards. ICO woes. Yeah, so, there's just a lot of stuff in this article. Yeah, it's very scatterbrained. He should just talking about Rabini's testimony and uh, that's it. But oh. he also talks about Rabini's testimony and Von Valkenberg. By the way, I had coffee with Von Valkenberg very shortly at DevCon last year. And that guy is a G unit. He works for, um, I think, Coin Center. Is it Coin Center? Yeah, Coin Center. Um, He's like 70 years old, isn't he? He's not. Von Valkenberg is younger than we are. Rubini well, is old. But he's oh, seven. okay, cool. Von, what the hell kind of name is Von Valkenberg? What is he like a, a lawyer? Name is that, dude? Lawyer name. Lawyer? A lawyer from Transylvania? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just represents okay. like people that Blade violated. He represents them. <laughs> Blade's good shit by the way I've been watching it on Netflix They put Blade 1 and Blade 2 on that shit Yeah Blade 3 though Yeah nobody mm. talks about that <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that Did you know that on set you had to refer to Wesley Snipes As Blade on set Or he wouldn't talk to you Would you have gotten fired Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like Wesley call me Blade No Wesley no. I'm not gonna call you Blade. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Wesley. This is fake. This is, <laughs> vampires aren't real. So, <laughs> anyways, um, that's the, is that the last article for? Oh, one more article. So, segue. Hold up. Speaking of uh, people that don't really know what they're doing, but say loud things about crypto. Mastercard, Visa, are classifying. Crypto and ICOs as get this guys, you might laugh at this. High risk. Yeah. They're mm. classifying cryptocurrency as high risk. I do I need to read any more of this article or do we just move on? I mean, has anyone ever thought it wasn't high risk? Ever? I mean I mean if a currency has gone up in price sixty six thousand percent. Wouldn't that just be like no risk? It's almost that would be extremely high risk, right? Because that means it's got a far, it's got a lot of room to come down. But it hasn't ever. 
What do you mean it hasn't ever? It's dropped quite a bit this year, man. This is one of the largest, excuse me, this is one of the largest drops Bitcoin has had in its entire history. Yeah, but compared to like, you know, where it was at $9, you know what I mean? Percentage-wise, like if it goes from 2 to 50 and then drops back down to 3, that's a huge percentage loss. Yeah. Right? So... This time it went up to from one thousand to twenty thousand in a year, and now it's gone back to six thousand. So everybody who bought in at that those highs, pretty much everyone who bought in over six thousand, which would have been everyone right around this time last year, yeah, they're losing money right now on their yearly investment. So I sold a little bit today, but I didn't buy in at six thousand. So Jesse, when did you get into crypto? I never even knew or asked that ever. When I was doing CSGO trading, remember? I told you. Oh, that's right. I have a prediction. I bet you don't hold any Bitcoin. I bet it's all Ethereum. Am I mm-hmm. right? No. Oh. oh. God, yeah. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing I don't like. that I can't ask you how much you hold because it's the same as asking someone how much money is in their bank account. And yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. <laughs> I think it's a different. I think it's a different narrative. It's way necessarily true. You only say how much you have of something if it's a little bit or a whole fuck ton. People got mad at me at my last job because I was like, hey, how much how much Bitcoin you got? They're like, I'm not telling you. I was like, well, be a bitch then. Yeah, you don't tell people how much crypto you have unless you trust them with leaving it to them. If you trust them on that level. I'll tell you how much money I have in my bank account. Why? That's weird. Well, I mean, no one asks. But people are, people want to ask about your crypto. It's interesting because no one I don't, asks I don't, me about my crypto anymore. I don't care how much money you have. I just want to know, like, if you have thirty Bitcoin. That's interesting, you know. Yeah, it's interesting, but you don't go around telling people how much money you have because that's how you get stabbed and kidnapped. I mean, if you don't have my private keys, you could stab me all day. You could stab you until you give them the <laughs> private key. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I'll be strapped to a chair like Morpheus while I lick my scalp. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to stab you over and over again in a non-lethal way until you give them the private key. I mean, that's how that's going to work. Anyways, it's Jesse. It's your turn. We're on a Monday, man. All right, here we go. First article for Monday begins with, oh, it's a Bitcoin.com article. Yay, Roger Fair. All right. All right. So uh, it's our favorite author, Avi Mizrahi, four days ago. Report Barclays drops plan for cryptocurrency trading desk. 3,361 eyeballs on this. And apparently Barclays has reportedly scrapped its plan to launch a cryptocurrency trading desk. However, it remains unclear whether the UK banking giant is acting under pressure from regulators or for other reasons, such as insufficient demand for crypto-related services from hedge funds. So it looks like uh, the one of the big headers in the article, crypto plan on ice, preliminary assessments. Uh, looks like they're just kind of pulling back just in case that uh, the value of the crypto market as a whole keeps tanking. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're pulling back hard. Um does in the is one of so, paragraphs. That's what she said. Huh? Is this, is this so they don't compete with like Fidelity and Schwab and NASDAQ and TD Ameritrade and everybody else? 
Yeah, yeah I how, don't think they want to dip their toes in something that's so volatile. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was going to ask you guys a question. How hard did uh, Fidelity like bite? Like, I know they opened a trading desk, and um, what else? What else did Fidelity yeah, it's do? Hardcore. They're opening a trading desk, and that's pretty much as hardcore as it needs to get. They're going to try to out Coinbase, Coinbase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Coinbase has no competition right now, like zero. So Coinbase is just running away with it, running away with all of the profits that they're making, both in USD and in crypto. See, that's a, Coinbase is a monster because they make money in Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and USD. They're just piling different stacks of money year round. So it's... it's um, Man, Coinbase is a monster. And so Fidelity's trying to compete with that. Long story mm. short. And the, one of the paragraphs in the article says, the group of four executives assembled earlier this year was reportedly trying to assess the long-term viability of cryptocurrencies as an asset class. They were also looking at demand for cryptocurrencies among the bank's clients and the kind of IT infrastructure that would be needed to support trading. Oh, uh, so this article basically needs to say, Barclays doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it needs to say. We we read this article on mining, and we just we went out and we bought uh, these little USB sticks that said they were miners. We plugged them in. Didn't work. All right. Yeah, that that article needs to be retitled. Barclays realized they didn't know what the hell they were doing before they opened their mouth. Okay. So speaking of other big companies, Sony develops blockchain solution for rights management with internal Ooh. partnerships. Sony. This is uh, by William Suberg. It's got 4,089 total views, 271 total shares. Japanese technology multinational Sony revealed it is working on a blockchain powered extension of its digital rights management system. Monday, October 15. The project is a joint endeavor with both Sony Music Entertainment Japan and Sony Global Education. The as-yet-unnamed project, the commercialization of which is currently being, quote, considered, specifically targets, quote, managing rights-related information of written works. Okay. Hmm. Unmute your mic. Well, why is there silence? So digital rights. That's what they're going to use. You won't hear the kids. so they don't even know sony doesn't exactly know how they're going to use blockchain to um i guess digitize the ownership of media that's what they want the rights management of the content is still carried out uh conventionally by industry organizations or the creators themselves necessitating necessitating a more efficient way of managing and demonstrating ownership of copyright related information for written works so it looks like this is just written stuff. Sony doesn't really know what they're doing. What they need to do, though, is apply some hot blockchain to the PSN, that network that goes down like four times a year. I don't know if maybe you could decentralize that shit a little bit. So you, st- I'm trying to play like if I'm trying to play Madden against my brother and your network goes down, how am I supposed to brag when I beat his ass? I can't. So, why Wait, what s- happened? 
Huh? Oh, what happened with Dragon Chain and Disney? What? You remember Dragon Chain? I do remember Dragon Chain. What happened to that? I don't think we're going to know what happens with that until it's live because Disney makes moves in silence like a G. <laughs> was was Dragon I'm Chain supposed to be uh, like a digital rights management thing as well? Yeah, I think it was going to be like an IP slash digital rights management thing, but it wasn't going to be uh, written. It was going to be all the above digital rights. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Disney's getting in the game with Dragon Chain. I don't know. We can Google that. Apparently, we can, we can stop asking and wondering ourselves. And let's, <laughs> let's Google Dragon Chain. All right, while you Google that, I'm going to roll on to the next article. Okay. So next article is from Desk. U.S. city moles rollout of tougher rules for crypto miners. Plattsburgh, New York, is considering bringing stricter, bringing stricter requirements on commercial cryptocurrency mining farms operating in the city. Uh, so this article is written by Yogita Katri with 231 retweets and one Reddit share. So Patrick McFarlane, a counselor of Plattsburgh's Common Council, proposed a new law last week that aims to introduce, quote, zoning regulations for commercial crypto mining activities. According to an update from the council Friday, a public hearing will now be held on October 25th to determine whether to follow through on the proposal. The suggested zoning rules cover a variety of categories such as fire, safety, uh, heat, nuisance abatement, and special use permits. If approved crypto mining farm operators in the city would immediately be required to keep ambient temperature inside their facilities within 120 degrees Fahrenheit at any time. Should the average daily temperature outside the facility be less than 40 degrees, mining farm operators must ensure that, quote, no more than 20% of the heat dissipated by the mining activity shall be released directly to the outside. So they're, they're starting to uh, create some sort of um, laws governing uh, infrastructure, mining infrastructure. That's That's annoying, but good, I guess. Uh, I think Dragon Chain is a scam. I just Googled it a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's and, gone now? Uh, no, it's not gone. It's there. But it's kind of scammy looking. It's scammerific. Sorry, I shouldn't throw that word around. Sorry, Wayne. I know you're listening. I throw that word around and you're like, hey, man, we should be, we should be careful to call it a scam. We can't just call everything a scam. But, um... This one I'm saying is kind of scammy because on the home page is Dragon Chain, and then it goes when you click on another thing, it goes to Dragon Chain dot Dragon Chain Incorporated, and then it changes the URL to console dot Dragon Chain dot com, and then when you click on the roadmap, it's just this like really beautiful website that has nothing to do with the other websites and a totally different brand, like totally different branding. So the website's gone? No, it's there. It's just like the branding is different on every single web page. So it seems kind of like sketch to me. Who's Harambe? Harambe? Harambe. He's uh, the gorilla. Yeah, that died. Why should, I have, boy. To, why should I have to pull my dicks out for him? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, oh, in the, in, the, in the Twitch chat. We're using oh. a new platform. I got to talk to the people. Oh, yeah, you pull your dicks out for Harambe. It's like, it's uh, something you do because he was killed. You remember Harambe, the gorilla who was like... I don't. 
Oh, well, he was like rescuing slash maybe kind of murdering a child in a zoo because the child fell into the the gorilla embankment or whatever. And so the gorilla was like, hey, look, a baby. So the gorilla went over there and grabbed the baby. Naturally. And, you know, naturally, the girl's like, oh, let me go grab this baby real quick. So grab the baby and was kind of like dragging it around. And I guess it looked kind of violent. So they shot Harambe. So now Harambe is an internet demigod or maybe even a, di- a god of the internet. That's a great name for a gorilla. It is. Harambe is a Wait, gorilla. wait, wait. Dick South for Harambe is actually a rap song. Well, it's a rap. It's a lot of things, but I know that every once in a while you pull your dick out for Harambe to pay homage <laughs> to Harambe because he passed away and it was unfortunate. I don't know why, per se, you had to pull your dick out for Harambe. Oh and God. sorry for the children listening to the show. <laughs> or, oh, it's on. It's in Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Dicks out for Harambe. It's just a thing you do every once in a while to salute the great Harambe who passed, unfortunately. <laughs> I never knew about that. That mean yeah, I so spent random. way too much time on the internet because I know a lot about this, actually. I'm surprised myself. So, um, Well, sorry to derail. That was just very random. It's okay. I thought, we, I I thought, it, was, I I thought it was related about. to what you guys were talking about. I don't think it, Rap- I don't think it was related at all. Uh-oh. But now that you know, every time, maybe once a week when you're taking a shower, when you when you pull it out, just pull it out for Harambe. Give him a yeah. Second. So in Urban Dictionary, the sentence is "Show some respect, you insensitive fuck." Dicks out for Harambe. Yeah, you put your you pull it out for Harambe, and Harambe's got, it's a salute. It's like a salute. You know how the military they salute each other. Well, we salute Harambe by whipping it out. This guy's saying it's a metaphor for the black struggle. Can you talk to that? <laughs> really. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that shit. This vegan Twitch might be a bad idea because this episode is nine hours long. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, all, it's not even like 30 minutes yet. And we're already two days in. We only have five days to go. So, um, all right. Can you spend, can you spend 45 seconds addressing the connection between the black struggle and a gorilla killing a kid? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> so let's move let's move on to the next article. Shit. Alright, you got this today. It's all you. What are you talking about? We didn't do the third article for Monday. Yeah, third article was the uh tougher rules for crypto miners in oh, Pittsburgh. Plattsburgh. Oh, we talked about that? I talked about it. I told you. I was talking about it while you were researching Dragon Chain and oh, how scammy it is. We're professionals. All right, on to, on to Tuesday. And Cello, you're going to take at least one of these articles. So you take the first article on Tuesday. That's All right. Man. Uh, this one is by Kai Segwick. Oh. Uh, Mischief, Mischief Maker promises to live stream a 51% altcoin attack. This was just a few days ago. Um, and I quote, I will be doing a 51% attack against the cryptocurrency Einsteinium. This is Tuesday. Uh, you said I have to take one on Tuesday, yeah. The first article on Tuesday. Oh, I'm on last week. <laughs> yeah, you're on last wow. week. Is this the Fidelity? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Fidelity launches uh, crypto custody and trading services. Um, little, little less dramatic than the one I was just reading. This one's by uh, Mr. Helms with 3,000 views. 
Uh, a new crypto company has formed. Fidelity Investments has announced the launch of a new company dedicated to providing cryptocurrency services, including custody and trade execution. The services will be available to investors, family offices, and market intermediaries. Yeah. So, Jesse, this answers your question that you were asking yeah. earlier about Fidelity. Mm-hmm. They're going to provide a secure, compliant institutional grade storage solution for Bitcoin, Ether, and other digital assets. So that's fun. These uh, institutions require a sophisticated level of service security. So what better people than Fidelity? Yeah, man. Ooh. Let's pause for the cause for a second. Right. There's only 21 million Bitcoin ever. Coinbase has 5 million users. Let's take that down by 50% because people could have multiple accounts, right? So let's lop that in half. Two and a half million, let's say each one of them has $1,000 in Bitcoin. So what would that be? Add three zeros to two and a half million. That's 2.5 billion. I mean, as more institutions like this get into crypto and start offering easy ways for people to get into crypto. And by the way, this whole... Institutional investors, hedge funds, family offices, and market intermediaries is code for people with a lot of money. So, how, how much easier could it be? Just sign up at Coinbase, you get ten dollars. You get ten dollars after you spend a hundred dollars on your first amount of crypto. I just don't see how easier it can be. It's pretty. Can easy. you believe they used to give out like percentages of Bitcoin, like back when I signed on to Coinbase, which was like what two thousand thirteen. It was they would they would give you like point ten Bitcoin whenever somebody new signed up. That's nice. That girl six hundred dollars. That girl's pretty hot and like a hot library librarian way. What are you talking about? Oh, Abigail, Abigail P. Johnson, yeah. She is an attractive lady. Okay, come so on, come on, hey, come on, Jesse, goon out with us. What do you think? Where were you guys looking at? We're looking at the, the article. Oh, that lady? Maybe like 30 years ago. Oh, Ooh. all right. That's harsh. <laughs> here's, a, here's a quote. Our goal is to make digitally native assets such as Bitcoin more accessible to investors. We expect to continue investing and experimenting over the long term, which ways which with ways to make this emerging asset class easier for our clients to understand and use. So Fidelity got in the game, guys. They have they manage trillions of dollars of assets for their clients, and they have a custodial part of this, which means they're gonna be managing the assets for their clients, which means that um yeah, this is a big win for crypto. What do you think, Jesse? Big win or small win? Big win. Fidelity manages, what, two or three trillion dollars? So it's a little more than that. That's just in their customer. Like I think they I think they manage an extra six like in their in their holdings. But they manage two to three trillion in their customers' holdings. So hmm. that's a W. I mean, we could look it up, right? So, yeah, hey, someone in the chat wants to talk about Batman. What kind of Batman? Which one? It's funny. We had a debate because uh, I said uh, 
is Batman a detective or a ninja first? And we had uh, differing viewpoints. So go back to that episode on our network and listen to it. I'm going to read another another article. Batman's a ninja first. I'm going to read it. He's another. a detective first. He's a, he's a ninja first. Seven trillion. How is he a detective first? Let's 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 go into that. What? Let's go into how he's a detective first. Wasn't the name of the comics like Detective Comics? Well, yeah, that that, that doesn't count though, because you have to think about the story of Batman. <laughs> he's he's always called the world's greatest detective. His his introduction was in Detective Comics, so I don't know. Yeah, but he didn't leave. And then go learn detectiveness. He left and learned how to be a ninja, and then came back. Well, it helps him solve crimes because, like, when Sherlock Holmes like runs into an armed assailant, that's a brick wall. But not Batman. He can continue with the clue solving. This is a very good argument. Mm. I would say that he came back and leveraged Wayne Industries and all the tools that they have. And they allowed him to be a good Batman, a good detective. <laughs> he was he was a, he was totally a ninja first, though. Oh, I disagree. Let's spend the whole allotted time talking about this because this needs to be hashed out. Because all right, maybe how do we do a poll? Batman's not a samurai, Rafa Zafar. I see you in our talk (laughs) in the Twitch stream. He's a ninja. He went. He learned ninjutsu. Uh, Sorry, this is this is gonna be hard to do with Twitch because we keep getting distracted from actual crypto headlines. But I see Rafa Zafar, and he's not a samurai. He's a ninja. Okay. Anyways, let's let's go on with whose turn is it to read an article? I can, I can, uh, are we on the third one on Tuesday? Third one on Tuesday. Yeah. The Coinbase blog. Uh, oh yeah, this is big news because, uh, uh, ZRX is on Coinbase and they got a 30% surge because naturally when anything gets out of the Coinbase and your bag holding, it's a good day for you. So the Coinbase you boost, baby. Sign up for Coinbase and you can buy some ZRK. ZRX. The hell ZRK? Talking about zero snarks. Yes, zero. Um, but it will not be available for residents in New York. Yeah. So for those of you listening that want to know what zero X does, it is a utility token that will allow for like peer-to-peer exchange trading. That's one of the things that it does. And I've actually seen it in person. I saw someone trade cryptocurrency on a Reddit thread. Leveraging the zero X token. So basically it's going to turn the entire, it can, if it's adopted and if it spreads like wildfire, like we hope all this cryptocurrency stuff does, it can turn any place on the internet into an exchange. So if you meet someone and you're like, and they're like, Oh, I don't take that token. I'm going to take this token. You're like, well, let's just trade it anyways. And let's just use this zero X tunnel or whatever hopefully there's an application that exists for it then and we can trade the currencies or do whatever we need to do so zero uh, x is a pretty big thing in the crypto world for those of you that know so, and i don't care about ripple or iota to answer your question i care about uh stellar and bat because they're going to be next to be out of the coinbase and i'm trying to get paid 
So. All right, I started a poll real quick. So is Batman a ninja, detective, or samurai? So if you're watching the Twitch stream, feel free to take the poll, and uh, we'll, we'll check the results in a few minutes. This is pretty cool. I kind of like Twitch. People never talk to us while we're making a show, so it's kind of neat that people are talking to us while we're making a show. I like it. Uh, so if you want to check the results, uh, detective's in the lead because I just voted and nobody else did. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, Batman's not a detective, but oh. we're gonna. Well, he's according a to the according he's to this not poll, a detective first. Okay, oh, he's a ninja first, and then he's a detective. Someone yeah, voted for samurai, so he clicked the straw poll. Oh. Let's be controversial real quick. Before he's a ninja or a detective, he's a very privileged Caucasian fellow. <laughs> Let's take it controversial. Damn it! No, no, he's he's a ninja. It's split. It's split. D, it's split. What he's a not a ninja. A ninja is like Bruce Lee, and he's not going around roundhousing people. He's going around blocking with his forearms a lot. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> he throws throws batarangs. That's yeah, like yeah. a shuriken, yeah. right? Yeah, he throws batarangs and blocks all of your attacks with his forearms. Yeah, batarangs are shurikens. <gasps> ninja has two votes. It's in the lead now. Ninja's in the vote. Ninja's ninja's in the lead. This is good. Can you take that link and put it elsewhere? Can other people vote? Can uh, you put it like in the Slack? Yeah, I could put it in the Slack. Put it in the yeah. Slack. We need people to answer this question because Cello's hell-bent on thinking he's the detective first. And nobody in the world is a detective first. Well, hold on. Nobody goes into any situations like, let me detect some shit. He goes into the situations with his ninja instincts, baby. And he's ready to roundhouse and kick throats. Damn. Are you are you gonna try and make a new account and vote? I feel like that's what you're trying to do, Jello. No, I, I'm I'm sharing it with oh. my friends who I know will vote detective. <laughs> mm, and this is how elections are fixed. Okay. Um Colin says samurai. No, he just says samurai don't play. Colin. Oh, he's in the Twitch. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, Colin's in the Twitch? Yeah, he's here. He wants to know what a Raphazar is. All we know is he's a beacon for the black struggle. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Okay, we need to talk about the headlines for like a second. We're way off top. We're further Maybe off I top. am the worst. But we're Maybe on Tuesday. I am the worst at this. We are on Tuesday, though. <laughs> We are, we're still on Tuesday. Uh, no. No, we're good. You can go to Wednesday. We didn't even read an article on Tuesday. I did. I read them all. Did. Yeah. Fidelity. Fidelity. Ethereum Foundation awards nearly $3 million in startup grants. You did not read that. Yeah, we didn't read that one. Okay. Right. I'll read it. It's by No, I'll read it. Tuesday's mine. I got it. All right. All right. So the Ethereum Foundation awards nearly $3 million in startup grants. Um... The grants go towards a number of developers and startups as part of an ongoing grant program, which was originally intended to support development on the Ethereum blockchain so as to aid in the development of decentralized applications. That's called dApps, guys, for those not (laughs) hip, and smart contract technology. Yeah. Oh, and um, status is quoted in here. Mr. Nabil Nagade. Where? Let me see. Where? Right below the quote. 
he he he's telling Coinbase or CoinDesk, because this is a CoinDesk article, that the company is proud that the Ethereum Foundation has chosen to co-fund this research initiative. Status has got loot. They got a lot of money. Status has like one, two, three, nine figures, man. Yeah, must be nice to have all that money and no products. Oh, shots fired! They right. have a product. <laughs> you can download it today. It's beta though. It's all betaed out. They have a product you can download today. It doesn't refute the statement that you just said. Golly, hater of the haterade, hater sandwich. Okay, um, moving on to Wednesday. Um, I think it's my turn. So, um, speaking of crazy ass price shit, Pantera Capital executive cryptocurrency market prices could increase tenfold by 2020 so that's two years from now scratch that that's one year and two months from now so probably actually it's going to be two years and two months because it's going to take the entire year of 2020 for this to happen because usually crypto prices go up in the fall but he says and pantera capital is up thousands of percent by the way since like 2013 bear markets and all they do a good job trading Cryptocurrency markets could increase 10 times over uh, from 2020. So that would be, what, 1,000%. Sorry, 11,000%. Speaking in an interview, co-CIO. What the hell is a CIO? Oh, no. Joey Krug. That damn guy. Speaking in an interview, co-CIO Joey Krug said that scalability improvements from Bitcoin were essential to spark a shift in the deflated prices seen throughout this year, he told the network. Uh, Here's a quote. These are all markets, and so if you don't have scalability, you don't have market makers. Uh, The comments came days after new developments on the institutional trading side of Bitcoin markets, uh, with Fidelity Investments revealing it was testing a regulated custody solution for investors in hedge funds, while reactions from financial figures such as Galaxy Digital's Michael Novogratz were positive. The news failed to shift market sentiment or prices in Bitcoin. For Krug, this is because sentiment requires signs of adoption. In the current climate, which is, sorry, sentiment requires signs of adoption, signs of adoption of Bitcoin in the current climate, which in turn depends on capacity improving. To that end, however, the executive voiced doubts about Bitcoin itself ever being able to compete with payment networks, Visa and MasterCard. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Colin is Rafa Zafar. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was just about to ask, is is Colin that guy? Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> now I feel, I feel, you feel like Our very you own Colin Couchet from hashing it out. Trolling the shit out of us. Rafa Zafar. <laughs> Did he create that name just to chat with us? No, I think he's had the name because I remember talking to him before and he was like, I go as Rafa Zafar on certain things and now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> and it makes sense because we were talking about Waterboy and there's that there's that quote. Um, Did they ever catch that gorilla to bust it out of the zoo and punch you in the eye? Y'all remember that? Because uh, his name is Colin Couchet and Bobby Boucher. Get I get it, it now. 
He's okay. going off though. I, I thought Rafa Zara was a. It's full circle. Yeah. Next. Chief information officer. Chief investment officer. Colin, if you don't stop trolling me, man. He's asking you if you're high. I'm not high. I have had a drink. Or two. <laughs> I got some gin, but I realized after I bought it that I don't like gin. So I now have a big bottle of gin. Why would you get gin? No, gin actually is disgusting unless you drink it with juice. And I'm not just saying that because Snoop said it. I'm saying no, I've never that. Had <laughs> you never gin had gin and, and juice? Is gin and orange juice? Get yourself some juice. Doesn't matter what juice it is. Drink it with gin and you're going to have a good time. Gin and juice, it goes together, man. It just goes together. Do you sip it? You sip it. It's, it's gin and juice, man. It's just, it, it just goes. <laughs> Hey, hey, Razafar, I'm not a madman. I'm not, I don't sell ads in the 70s, so I don't understand. I don't relax that way. He says but I, gin and tonic and lot. Man, okay, we're ruining our show, I think. <laughs> so we need, we need to go on to Wednesday's news. Sorry. I thought we did Sorry, Wednesday. Listeners. We brought in the second article on Wednesday now. We've had a blast. Second article on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, this is written by Anna <laughs> oh god. Anna Badakova. <laughs> oh wow. Qtum blockchain becomes Amazon Web Services partner in China. So this is kind of a big deal. The neck bur- neck beard of all neck beards is pictured here. I guess he's the the creator of Qtum. Uh Quantum is is what it is, but here's a here's the article. It's not sponsored. This is legit news. Amazon Web Services China division is partnering with public blockchain project Quantum. The partnership. What are y'all laughing at? No, no, it's just funny. I'm just reading Colin stuff in Colin chat. Saying? He's read a mother. I know that video, Colin. Read a book. Read a book. Read a mother. I know that book. <laughs> Drink water because you need that. Anyways. Um, shit. So Qtum, yeah, Qtum, yeah, Quantum. The partnership sees the on-demand qu- cloud computing giant working with a cryptocurrency project with a three hundred twenty-five million dollar market cop- capitalization, making it the 29th largest cryptocurrency to develop blockchain as a service solutions for enterprises and developers. Uh, so revealed exclusively to CoinDesk, this partnership will allow. Amazon Web Services users to develop and launch smart contracts quickly, efficiently, and cost-effectively using an Amazon machine image, according to a press release issued by a quantum team. Uh, Simon Wang, <laughs> head of territory <laughs> business development at... What are you laughing at? No, I mean, you always pause on, like, penis jokes. No, I don't. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Head of Territory Business Development at AWS China confirmed the partnership, telling CoinDesk in an email, Qtum are now an AWS technology partner and one of the partner network members. So this is not a big, big deal, but a tiny big deal that Quantum is working with Amazon Web Services to develop solutions for developers and enterprises to leverage smart contract technology, um, whatever. It's a thing. You know what's funny is like Simon is uh, 
Never mind. I would only think this joke is funny. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The last article for Wednesday, then we can move on to Thursday. And that is, uh, hold up, I need to put an angry emoji to call him right now. (laughs) Um, CME report says that, uh, I think that's the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange report, Bitcoin futures trading uh, keeps, yes, it's my anger, Colin. I make a straight face when I'm, you're distracting me. I'm trying to make a show. Chicago Mercantile Exchange report, BTC futures trading keeps growing in Q3. Average daily volume up 41% over Q2. So 41% is quite a lot. It's almost 50%. For you math nuts out there. So this article has 5,313 views, 308 total shares. Um, so Bitcoin trading at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange has continued to grow. It's big, it's big time growth. So in Q1, let's 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 uh break down this graph here. So we got a graph of Bitcoin futures trading versus the average daily volume and the open interest. So in Q1 of 2018, the average daily volume was 1,854 Bitcoin contracts. In Q2, it was 3,577 Bitcoin contracts. In Q3, it is 5,053 Bitcoin contracts. So the average daily volume is growing a lot of, of Bitcoin, Bitcoin futures. So... Uh, for those of you that don't know what futures are, Google it. I don't think um, we have the time to go into that, but it's a way to trade um, assets in a financial market. So, boom. Um, that's it for Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Who's taking Thursday? You guys want to rock, paper, scissor? I'll do Thursday. It's fine. Okay. All right. Thursday's articles. Here we go. Coin Telegraph. 130 coffee shops in Europe started to accept and sell crypto. This is uh, written by Connor Blinkensop. It's got 5,849 total views and 326 total shares. Be honest. Shopping with cryptocurrency isn't always the easiest experience. Even if price volatility is on your side, spending funds can be nightmarish. Crypto is gaining in popularity, but many merchants still don't accept it, meaning you're stuck with those age-old, boring options of paying by card or cash. A, quote, technology enabler, startup known as CycleBit, is aiming to simplify things by enabling stores to serve as, quote, cryptocurrency gateways, enticing crypto enthusiasts to come and spend their coins with them and inject some new funds into the economy. The idea has started to gain traction, and CycleBit is already working with businesses in Europe and South Korea. According to the print version of the Spanish business newspaper Expansión from 16th of October 2018, the crypto payment technology is being rolled out in Nostrum, a network of 130 coffee shops throughout Spain, which has just started accepting and selling Bitcoin. Okay. Did all like 130 shops like get together and decide to start accepting crypto simultaneously or... That's a lot of coffee shops. Maybe it's that just is one chain. a lot of coffee shops. Not if you ask Starbucks, though. They open like 130 of those bitches every other week. So, But they didn't say like a chain did it. It made it seem like 
130 different coffee shops. Dude, there's double-digit Starbucks in Chicago's airport. I think. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them. I think, look, accepting crypto payments is fine, but how's the selling going to go? That's a good question. That's something somebody asked us. They would have to... they would have to shift to being like uh, they have to be registered as an exchange or something if they were going to do something like that. What do you mean, go on? Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm probably missing the point of this. I know this is a, an article about adoption. I'm probably missing the point. This is what point? Well, this this is a movement to gain momentum. It's not a profitable endeavor for the coffee shop. Probably like 0.3% of their customers are going to use it, you know, but, you know, exchanging Litecoins for lattes. How many people are really going to do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I'm going to be in a coffee shop in Europe next week. I'm not doing that. It's a, it's a publicity move. Like they always are, right? I just, I don't understand why people will use crypto to buy anything. Why would I use Bitcoin to buy toothpaste? when like four years from now that purchase could be like oh i just bought a hundred dollar toothpaste that's awesome so glad i contributed to the ecosystem i mean you're not you're not wrong there's almost 20 starbucks in one airport that's crazy yeah bananas right how do you know which one's like like the best one Mm, if it's a good franchise, they're all the best one. <laughs> Shout out to Starbucks. All right. It all depends on the people working there. Does it? Or does it depend on how good your standards are? Because every McDonald's I go to all taste the same. Not all Taco Bells taste the same. This is something that I'm I'm willing to do research on. Physical research, in-person research. I mean, as someone who's worked at McDonald's, I can tell you I have put more care into an order than I have another order. Yeah, but that means that that McDonald's manager wasn't upholding the standards. They never do. That's why they work at McDonald's. Mm, good point. Solid point, my friend. <laughs> if you work at McDonald's, you're a piece of shit. Oh Upgrade my god! Them. No, man, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I worked at McDonald's. It was a great place. I worked at McDonald's too. I'm pretty sure Jesse did too. Yeah. No, I never work at McDonald's. You could have said yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally. Because Jesse's not a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I wanted, I wanted to try working fast food just for fun. What? When? Uh, Recently? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not as fun as you want. Let me tell you something. You want to know one of the worst days of my life? I was I cleaning mean. the McDonald's grill. And it has like a <laughs> whole... Do you remember this day? Were you working this day, John? Yeah, we used to open the store, man. Yeah, okay, so Chell and I worked at the same McDonald's. We've been friends for a long time. Y'all know this. Okay, so on the McDonald's grill, there's like a top and a bottom, and you've got to use this little rubber scraper to scrape the grease off of the top and the bottom, and then you scrape it off into the sides into these grease catch pans. And in between the morning and evening shift at 11 or 10 a.m., you take the grease and you dump it into a huge grease trap. Anyways, I was closing one night, and it was my job to take this grease trap over to the, the the big grease trap and dump it. And I had it in my hands and I slipped on some grease and I dropped the entire like it had to be like at least three gallons of nasty ass McDonald's grease and oil on the floor after we had already mopped the floor. 
Yeah, I just left. Oh my god. That was the worst day of my life. There was just like chicken grease. Not chicken grease, but like just beef grease and just bits and just it was everywhere. I think I almost cried. I was sixteen, so I was like oh I went god. to the I went to the walk in and I took eggs and I threw them up on the ceiling so it looked like inner space caverns in there. Why did you do that? <laughs> Because I was 16 and dumb. <laughs> um, so. so the so the what was it? The day crew they walked into the walk-in is just like frozen yolk hanging from the ceiling. Someone had to clean that. You're a jerk. That's a jerkish thing to do. Um, did you just delete an article on Thursday, Jesse? Mm. I gotta go with Colin on this one. Like working at a at a at a place just for fun. There's it's back. That pokes fun at everyone who who takes that job serious. You're worse than us. You want to take this one, Cello? Second article for Thursday. Just, no, 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 I just read that one, didn't I? Oh, okay. You, you want to take gonna, the last one? Just gonna pretend like I didn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I just added a quote bot to Twitch. I'm I'm trying to keep up with Colin here. I hear you. Uh, no, I took Wednesday. I thought we were doing it by days. No, no, okay. No. Okay, yeah. I'll wrap this up. Wrap this up, Jesse, please, because we've been going for a while, and this has got to be one of the most wild episodes of just the headers we've had to date. So I'm sure Wayne is going to say this show needs less cello. <laughs> Wayne's the guy who left the one-star review. He's going to leave 15 one-star reviews all that say fuck cello. <laughs> all right so last article for thursday gates foundation partners with former uh former ripple cto's blockchain project this article is written by yogita katri with 586 retweets and one reddit share that is a is that is that a sticker that's us we have mom, awesome. we have mad stickers do y'all want a sticker do you guys listen to one stickers oh i got some stickers Sticker giveaway on Here. Twitch. Sticker giveaway, man. The Bitcoin podcast. These are old stickers, though. I used to put these stickers around uh, around the city. I would put them on like gas station pumps and shit. <laughs> yeah, I used to put these on abandoned buildings. I got a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I used to put them on abandoned buildings. You know where everyone goes. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, all right. So this article, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has partnered with blockchain startup Coil as part of its mission to provide payment services for the unbanked. Oh, this is the same story. Uh, news. You want to actually give those away, Cello? I can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like be on a plane soon. I'm gonna put them all over the plane. Yeah, let's do a little giveaway of our stickers. We've we've had those for years. Yeah. Like when the. When the drink cart goes by, I was going to stick them on all of the the drink carts. <laughs> but I think it would be better utilized if I give them away. At this point, is it we could really get in some vandalism trouble if we stick them on stuff, right? Because people could... I'll just say, I didn't do it. You want, that's we, just have a, we just have a passionate street team. Passionate street team. <laughs> that's not true. It's, I mean, it's not a lie. We are passionate about what we do. We have a passionate street team. It's us. But we're okay. Anyways, um, last article. Uh, Bill Gates some time ago said that he's over Bitcoin 
He thinks it's bullshit. And now he's teaming up. His foundation is teaming up with Ripple CTO's blockchain project, uh, which is great. Uh, so, I mean, that's it. Like Bill Gates's foundation, which just, which does a lot of philanthropy, is teaming up with Ripple CTO's blockchain project, uh, which is not Ripple, which is some other project not to be named. So let's see if there is a name of the project. Mm Oh, no, 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 this is with Ripple. Never mind. This is just Ripple. Yeah, we do like a random winner in the chat if you want to. For the Are giveaway. there that many people in there? We should send all the stickers to Rafa, Rafa fucking Zafar. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody so else chatted in there except for Rafa Basar? Rafa, Rafa Zafar? Yeah, the guy who asked about Ethereum POS. Okay, that's about it. Mark okay, um, three people, Mark <laughs> and Colin, and Mark. Fake last Mark name. says he wants stickers. He wants a sticker. What happens if I just type "winner"? Oh my god! And the winner is Rafa Zafar. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even following a Twitch. Does it count? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Colin, you won the stickers. Congratulations. Talk to Corey next time you see him. He'll give you some. There's a guy in the Twitch who hasn't been talking this whole time. Oh, Rafazar is now following. Look, there's a zombie. I see it. Oh, Oh, damn. damn. (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you go to the BitcoinPodcast.com, you can catch all of our episodes of Just the Headers if you've never seen it. Uh, For those of you, or listened to it, uh, for those of you that stick around week in and week out, thank you very much. Sorry for this episode. We got a little distracted because we were trying a new platform, but whatever. I think it was kind of fun. We enjoy ourselves. Hope you did too. Lots of news this week. Uh, Coinbase did stuff. Uh, crypto prices went up. They went down. Uh, lots of stuff in crypto is going. Um, let's see. Do you want to switch anything, Cello? Sorry, you want to plug anything, Cello? Uh, shout out to Asian girls whose last names are Bing Bing. Boom. <laughs> and right. what about you, Jesse? Uh, I hope this walk isn't going to suck in a week from now. Yeah, Jesse's going on a pilgrimage through Spain. So uh, shout out to Jesse's knees. Because <laughs> they, they're going to need they're going to need your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, let's see. Thank you guys on the Twitch that paid attention kind of neat talking live to people i don't know whatever um i don't know whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in i got i got nothing else for you guys it's been another week in crypto 2018's winding down hopefully it does so quietly so um yeah dicks out for harambe play 